0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Even the mighty archangel Lucifer, God's angel of light, was brought to defeat an eternal separation from God by the powerful evil of that sin of all sins, pride. Pastor Ray feels so strongly of the importance of Christians to deal with pride that he's decided to rebroadcast a powerful nine-day message he previously taught in the early spring of this year entitled Integrity, True Humility, and Pride. Once again, Pastor will emphasize the truth that while pride always seeks to satisfy self, True humility always demands a spirit of true love, pleasing to man, as well as God, and integrity flowing from a deep conviction concerning uprightness, godly character, and moral courage. Knowing from Scripture's book of Proverbs that... He who walks in integrity and with moral character walks securely. No serious Christian can argue with God's irrefutable truth that the spirit of true humility is impossible without there first being a spirit of true love. The world is becoming so unholy and
1: so unclean. It's a cesspool. And it's trying to suck you and me into it. Am I speaking to anybody in here? Am I just trying to suck us into it? And yet the Bible says, who is going to get close to God? Who is going to be in this secret place with God? Who is going to walk in the strong anointing? Who is going to reveal the powers of God and the anointings of God? Who is going to be the oracles of God and speak as the oracles of God? Who is going to, who is going to be the spokesman and the spokeswomen for God. Who's going to walk with blessings that every, no one will be able to deny is, is God's work in that person's life? Who's going to be able to do this? It says he who walks uprightly. And he who not only walks uprightly but begins to lay, uh, lay it out, who works righteousness. That means that we're, we're, we're purposing to do what's right in, in every situation, to every person. Everyone, your family, your children, your wife, your husband, your, 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 your co-workers, your employer, we seek to do what is right. And when we know something is wrong, we need to run from it. We need to repent from it or of it and move away from it. And if we have to get help, we need to get the help that we need to stop doing what's wrong because if we don't stop doing what's wrong, We're not going to please God, and instead of being close to God, we're going to be farther away from his anointing and his presence and his blessing. How about you, but I want his anointing, and I want his presence, and I want his blessing. But it says that he who walks uprightly doesn't mean we're perfect. We all have troubles. We all have hot buttons. Anybody have a hot button here? Anybody have an Achilles heel? A weak spot. Anybody have a weak spot in this house? Or, come on, let me see. We'll pray for liars if you don't say yes in a moment. We all have weak spots. But, but the, the truth is we can't accept those things. We have to recognize them as sinful. Anything that is not righteous is sinful. Anything that's wrong is sinful. And you cannot in any way, shape, or form accept it or become comfortable with it. Because the minute you accept it and become comfortable in it, you're you're setting yourself up to be entrapped by it. It becomes a trap for you. Is everybody with me? So he says here, he who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. In other words, we're not given to lying. That's why you see the Bible in, in, in in the New Testament, it says a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Just a little bit of leaven ruins the whole lump. It gets its way, it works its way through the whole lump of dough. Likewise, a little lying, a little cheating wrecks everything in our lives. Oh, boy. Why is it so quiet in here? Everybody like under total conviction of the Holy Ghost. It's all right. We need conviction. Don't run away. Don't say, oh, man, I came to church tonight and I needed a word of encouragement. I am encouraging you. It may not be the kind of encouragement you're looking for. But this is encouragement. This is, man, keep on living right. Keep on doing what's right. Keep on walking uprightly before God. Fight the temptations to, to cheat and to lie and to do unrighteous acts and deeds and to do that which is sinful and which is, you know, against God. Uh, you know, uh, uh, anything that's going to, you know, just hurt, hurt the, the kingdom of God. Don't do it or hurt somebody else. Don't do it. Just get away from it. Repent. Get help if you need help. Go talk to somebody. Let lo you know we don't do that in the body of Christ anymore. When we have trouble, we run uh, from people instead of going to those that we love and trust, and say, "I'm having a hard time here. Help me, pray with me, believe with me." I can understand that, because a lot of us have been let down by people who claim to be Christians, but, but you know you told them secrets, or you, you shared something, uh, you know, a, a weak spot in your life, and they turned it around, they used it against you. Shame on you if you were part, if you participate in that behavior. You ought to repent. If you were one who turned turned it around and used what someone shared with you against them, shame on you. If someone shares something with you at that level, you ought to be mature enough and Christ-like enough and compassionate enough to say this brother, this sister is sharing some deep secrets of their heart with me. I'm honored that they would share those things with me, and I'm going to keep them, lock them up inside me. No one will ever know. I'm just going to pray for my brother my sister and help them through their hard time and help them to be better. Come on, somebody give me better. Amen them. Man. Because that's not being upright either. When people share things with you and you go broadcast it all over the place, you tell people, someone says, listen, please, I'm going to share, don't, don't tell anybody. And the next thing you do is you go over and say, listen, I'm to tell you something, but don't tell anybody. Come on. Like, somehow you're going to be protected by that. Let me tell you. You tell, you tell one person, you can guarantee that person's going to tell at least 10, and those 10 are going to tell 10 each. That's 100. By the time the week is out, the whole church knows about it. It's amazing. There were things that I shared with people, private things. And, so, you know, I've even set some people up just to see what would happen. Just tell them something, say, don't say anything to anybody. And the next thing I know in about a week comes back to me. You know what I heard? Oh, dear God. See, I can't trust that person. Got a big mouth. And I'll never tell that person another thing the rest of my life. Nothing that's secret. Nothing that's important. Nothing that, you see, that's a shame. See, that that, that doesn't, that's not integrity. If someone shares something with you, you just button your lip and hold it to yourself. And you hold it before God. And you pray about it. And you don't say a word about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So, so. So it says here, who he who walks separately and works righteousness and speaks truth in his heart. That means we don't give our, ourselves to lying. And, and let me say, there's no such thing as a white lie. A little—have you ever heard of a little white lie? A little white lie, like here, here the phone rings and you know husband doesn't want to talk to the person. Wife picks up. I'm sorry, he's not here. Meanwhile, he's sitting right there at the table. Liar, liar, pants on fire. That's lying. And yet, you see, we, we call ourselves Christ-like. Do you think Jesus would, would lie like that? Do you think Jesus would have somebody sitting and he'd say, he'd say, no, I'm sorry, he's not, she's not here, he's not here. No. That's lying, and you see those little lies work their way to bigger lies, which work their way to even bigger lies. That's why you, you the parents here, you ought to teach your children that not, you should not even tolerate the smallest lie because one lie will lead to another lie, will lead to another lie, will lead to even bigger lies, and they've got a big mess on their hands. Because you know the verse in James, it says that, you know, uh, it talks about the progression of sin, It starts like this and then sin when it's full grown leads to death. It's progressive. So we've got to learn that God has called us to be upright. God has called us to walk uprightly. All the blessings that God has, all the wonderful blessings that God has are are held before us, but the condition is that we walk uprightly. So God's not going to bless liars. God's not going to bless cheaters. God's not going to bless You know, big mouths. (laughs) Should we close the Bible and pick up on Sunday or what? (laughs) God's not going to bless that. And if we don't deal with that, you see, like those four examples I gave before, these are good people in the kingdom of God that didn't deal with these issues and ended up in big trouble, really hurt the kingdom of God. One of those, uh, that one ministry that lost $250,000, let me tell you something. That woman prevented that minister from being on television, writing books, and preaching the gospel. And you know what I told him? I said, you know what? That lady's going to give an account to the father one day because there are untold souls that may not have been saved because she stole the money that was for the purpose of winning those very souls that may be in hell today because of her. I wouldn't want that on me. And the same, see, cheating and lying and stealing is all the same thing. Do you you realize that murmuring in in the body of Christ in the church causes division? And do you know that division causes people to get hurt, causes people to leave church and disconnect and get disgusted with church and, and so on and so forth? When, when you do things like, you know, someone shares something with you and you go share it with somebody else. I, I would imagine there are a lot of people sitting here today that every one of us in some way has been hurt by another Christian. Anybody here have been hurt by another Christian? Come on, let me see. I remember one time I shared something way back in, when, in my beginning years with a man of God. I went and I shared something with the man of God. And I, I said, you know, please, this is something that I, just between you and me, please don't say anything to anybody. It was very personal. It was very personal to me. It was something I was going through. And, and I said, you know, I, I just really don't want to deal with it. I just, I just want to talk to you about it. Pray with me. You know, I, we'll, we, you know I'll work it out, but don't, please don't say anything to anybody. Well, about two, three weeks later, he went and told a whole bunch of people. That was a man of God. Well, I'm going to be honest, as, in, as a young Christian, that really hurt me and it really caused mistrust. Come on. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? So you see so you see we're we're going to be responsible before God because there may be people needing help that we could give them or others could give them but because of our example we're causing them to fear other Christians or fear other leaders. I wouldn't want to be responsible for that. Is this too heavy for you tonight? It's the truth, man. Come on, we've got to wake up. Yeah, I want to preach. I want to preach prosperity. I want to preach hallelujah, you know, anointing and power and gifts of the spirit. Yeah, right. But you know what the problem is in the body of Christ? We're so heavy on all of that and we're very light on this. We're very, very light on this. And I'll continue to say this because I've been saying this for years. I think that the next great revival that we need is not so much a revival of power. I, I want a revival of power. I've been preaching that and believing that and that for years. But even before that, because I know that holiness or righteousness and godliness always precedes the power. So we need a revival of the, instead of preaching on the gifts of the spirit, which, I, you know, we need to get back to the fruit of the spirit. Now, I've preached on that before, but I got to preach on that again. Love. We could stop. We could preach on that for a year. Love, man. Love. You think you heard the message on love? You can't ever stop preaching on love. Love covers a multitude of sin. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Love, 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 love. Love does not seek its own. Love is not prideful, puffed up. Love, love. I mean, we could preach on love. It's all about selfless love. Doing right and helping and purposing to, to reach out to others. If we don't walk uprightly, then we can't, you know, I in, the, in the body of Christ, we can't even get along in a ministry. You put, you put 10 people together in ministry and within a few weeks, they're at each other's throats over things. Or they're, they're back talking, you know, talking uh, about each other behind their back. I mean, I've seen this for years. And I thought, dear God, what is wrong with the body of Christ? What is going on, man? We, we, we are talking about the, we can talk about the blessing to we're blue in the face. We can lay hands on you and anoint you and anoint you with oil, anoint you with spit, anoint you with mud, anoint you with, with dirty water. Do whatever. Get special water from the Jordan ship here and pour it all over you. Man, but we're never going to get the blessing that way. The way we're going to get the blessing is when we start to walk uprightly. When we start to turn our hearts to God and say, look, Lord, turn your searchlight on me. We're so easy about turning spotlight on everybody. Look at him. Look at her. Look at what she did. Look what he said. Look look, look, look at You're like this and you're like that and you're like the other thing. God forbid if someone turned around and said what you're like, you'd fall apart, man. That's not being upright. Upright. Is speaking, if you're going to speak truth, you're going to speak it in love and in gentleness. And if someone has something to say to you, you're going to receive it and you're going to listen and you're going to I mean love just, you know, learns to get together with each other, flow together. So so it says here that if we're gonna if we're gonna be close to God, then we need to walk uprightly, we need to do righteousness, we need to speak truth, we do not backbite. And that word backbite means to say spiteful things about someone else. When someone is absent, when, when, when they're not there, to speak behind their back. That's backbiting. We can't do that. And it says, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend. A reproach is a, a criticism. See? So, so anyway, uh, that's that verse. Let's go over real quick to Psalm 24. And these are the things that are leading Christians down the path of destruction. And, um, you know, we could put the blame all on the devil. I believe the devil sets the temptation in our path. But then we have the choice as to whether we're going to bite the bait or not. Is everybody with me? You can't just, oh, the devil made me do it. The devil made me do it. Everyone's pointing the blame on the devil. You're to blame. Listen, if I tell you the stove is hot, don't touch it. And I keep warning you, don't touch the stove, but you go touch it and you get burned. Ah, the devil made me do it. No, you did it. You were warned, but you didn't heed the warning. In uh, Psalm uh, 24 and verse 3, let's start at verse 3. It says, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? There it is again, that closeness to God. When we're not walking righteously and uprightly before God or seeking to, obviously we're all in different places. Please, I understand that. Not everybody's in the same place. Some of you are at the starting place. Some of you are just a short time into this. And obviously you can't, be, you, know, you can't be in the same place as someone who's been walking this way for a bunch of years. But, but my God, we all need to be seeking, striving for holiness and righteousness and godliness and seeking to do what is right. Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? I don't know about you, but I want to live close to God. And anytime I do something that, you know, I lose my temper or I, you know, whatever, get an attitude or get some other thing going on that I shouldn't, you know, shouldn't get a hold of, man, the first thing I feel is like, man, uh, you know, I just feel that anointing just lift and wane. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But man, when you seek to do what's right and you repent and you ask God to forgive you and if you've done something to somebody, ask them to forgive you and you just walk, purpose to walk clean and and righteous and do what's right and not cheat or steal or hurt anybody or do anything that would be hurtful to somebody, man, there's like a powerful anointing that comes down and you, you kind of feel the anointing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You just feel close to God. And it says here, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord, who may stand in this holy place? Who's going who's gonna to have that closeness? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. He who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive blessing from the Lord. So who's going to get the blessing from the Lord? He who has clean hands... And a pure heart, doesn't say perfect, but pure. He who has not lifted his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. He's the one that's going to receive blessing from God. He's the one that's going to uh, be close to God and receive the blessing from God. But if we don't walk uprightly, if we don't, when we, when we sin, let's just say we sin. Don't, let's not make excuses, let's just say we blew it. You know, it's like, it's, like, <laughs> it's like people in my, you know, I, of course I was in business before I was in the church, but even in the church, somebody, you know, doesn't do something they were supposed to do. And they're as guilty as sin. And you look at them, you say, now, you know, when, and all they do is look, look back and give you one excuse after the other. And all you want to do is say, shut up, just admit you're wrong. And it'll all be over. But it makes me madder that you make excuses about it. Maybe know what I'm talking about. You're better off just admitting it and saying, you know, you're right. I screwed up. I made a mess. I made a mistake. And let it be over with. But we do the same thing with God. Every time we deny that there's a problem, we try to overlook it, we're basically saying we're making excuses. And we're trying to cover our faults instead of exposing them to God. Instead of exposing them where they need to be exposed, ask for forgiveness, ask for the strength and the help that we need. And if we have to go a step further and get help from another brother or sister or spiritual leader or whatever it be to pray with us and to hold us accountable, well, then we do that. We do whatever we have to do so that we are not entrapped or ensnared by the enemy because the ultimate end is that he wants to bring us down. And he wants to make us ineffective. And he wants to halt and stop the kingdom of God from progressing. He wants us to look like a pack of hypocrites. That's exactly what he wants to do. Is everybody with me? So, you see, we've got to become disgusted with it. But we can't be looking at everybody else. If everybody in the body of Christ has looked to themselves and say, Look at me, O God. Turn your spotlight on me. Help me to deal with my own mess. And not be messing with everybody else's mess. If we all purpose to do that, you see how everything would just come in line and straighten up, and, the, and power would come upon the kingdom of God and come upon the church. And I believe we would be doing exploits and be ministering and living at such a higher level than ever before. That's just, I believe, the way, the way it would be. It's getting quiet in here again. Is it getting too late for you? It's the truth. Who, who, is it, who is it that's going to ascend to the hill of God? He who has clean hands. That means my hands are not used for anything that is unrighteous. I don't cheat with these hands. I don't hurt anybody with these hands. I don't steal with these hands. I don't do crooked things. I don't touch somebody with these hands, whether it be sexually that I shouldn't be outside of marriage. I don't do anything violent with these hands, clean hands. My heart, I purpose to keep it pure, unencumbered, sin, jealousy and pride and arrogance and all these things. I purpose to push that stuff out every day of my life and to just live simply and humbly before clean hands and a pure heart. That's the one that's going to live close to God. He who walks uprightly, no good thing. No good thing will God withhold from him or her who walks uprightly before God. If you want to be blessed, then purpose to live right before. Hallelujah. Basically, keep your word. Keep confidence. People speak to you. Don't talk about, about it. Speak truth. Refrain from cheating, lying, and stealing. Keep good, pure, godly motives in your heart. Don't hurt anybody in any way, shape, or form. Don't hurt them. Love them. Be gentle. Be as wise as a serpent and as gentle as a dove. Don't do anything. Don't uh, don't hold on forgiveness in your heart. Purpose to forgive everybody. Don't let jealousy grip you. Don't let pride and arrogance grip you. No good thing will he withhold from him who purposes to live uprightly. I don't know about you, but I want all the good blessings that God has. So to me, it is important to walk upright before God and before man. Come on, somebody give the Lord a hand clap and a shout
0: and an amen. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry.